Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm Alice Stockton-Rossini. Join us here every Saturday night at 8 o'clock or listen to our podcast anytime on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, just to name a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first. As a country of immigrants, every family has a story of how they came to America, struggles that would seem insurmountable to most of us, and how they moved forward. Johanka Hart Tompkins has an extraordinary story entitled Slavka, The Daughters of Bohemia, Book One. Where am I calling? Uh, you are calling in Westchester, Ohio, Cincinnati area. And your daughter isn't far from here, right? She's in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, she's a photographer there. Yeah, yeah, she's got her own studio. She does a lot of work oh, for for who? For all kinds of great magazines, and she's just published her own book. So yeah, pretty proud of that's her. wonderful. <laughs> so she's published her book. Now you're publishing yours. There you go. <laughs> Slavka, the daughters of Bohemia, book one. It is my grandmother's story, and it will continue to be our life story. Uh, truly, there were. Um, she was a daughter of Bohemia, and then uh, my mother was her only daughter, and I'm my mother's only daughter, and then I have an only daughter. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. So it is about um, the early uh, 20th century. It starts out with my grandmother in 1927, and uh, she... Um, is the daughter of a concert violinist and um, also a court violinist. Um, and she uh, grows up in this incredible home, like a fairy tale home uh, in a place called Leitmeritz. And uh, I really didn't realize, like she was a great storyteller. She told us all these stories about her life and uh, about what occurred in her lifetime. And um, when I finally decided to write the stories, um, I went to research this and I found the in the archives her birthplace and her, um, you know, where she was born and, and who the people around her were and had their names and all of the things that kind of were alluded to, but I found out in factual information. Um, so, um, yeah, um, she is this really uh, amazing woman who uh, just has this joy for life, uh, what I call the bohemian spirit. And uh, she always shared it with me and my brother uh, instead of bedtime stories. So I'm, um, I'm a teacher uh, still. I've been teaching 43 years. <laughs> what do you and, teach? Uh, I teach Russian and German. And um, I've told the stories of her stories and also my parents' stories and my life story to my students and to friends and family. But my students are always like, oh, my gosh, you've got to write a book. You have to write this. You have to share it with the world because it's so fun and it's so interesting. So, yeah, 12 years ago, I said, well, uh, I think it is time to share um, kind of 
the stories and the strength that I have uh, found from them and the understanding of the world that I found from them with a wider audience. Um, so, yeah, that's where that journey began. Um, and it is truly uh, her life story, uh, not all of her life story, but the beginning of her life story from going out to finding her first employment, um, finding her first love, uh, finding conflict and, uh, int you know, uh, there's always um, a faction of people who uh, don't approve. Uh, there are conflicts between uh, social norms and uh, status, and she encounters all of those things. Uh, it was a time between when uh, there was royalty, the, the titles were abolished, but it still was a thing. And, uh, you know, the common man. And also um, this story that I uh, cling, cling to all my life uh, whenever I'm in really a peril state. And that's the story of my grandfather who was captured during World War I and uh, was taken to a Siberian gulag or camp. And he actually escaped in the middle of winter and walked and swam and found a way over a period of two ta two years to make it back home to the town of Leitmeritz where both my mom and my grandmother were born. So um, it's uh, it was it's an inspirational story for me and I want to share that as well with with the audience. Yeah, so it's it's her husband. So it ends uh, the story ends with the honeymoon. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing that's uh, always, that really fascinated me was the people um, that I discovered. Uh, I did an incredible amount of research in four different languages, going to archives, looking at newspaper articles in different languages and finding people's quotes, even finding people's um, like videos uh, or film of uh, them speaking and what they had to say. And so I found these incredible gems uh, of people that didn't quite fit into the historical formula of being great, but to me, they're incredibly great and their lives are amazing. And so I came upon this woman, Elishka Yunkova, uh, my grandfather was a race car driver, and so he had to have had an, affi an affiliation with uh, this woman who was Czech, uh, who was really the greatest race car driver of the time. And, um, you know, her life story is just so amazing. And then my grandmother would always talk about uh, this entrepreneur named Tomasz Batya. He, he had, he's a shoemaker but his idea of what it is to be a honest and uh, moral person and entrepreneur, an entrepreneur um, was just so fascinating. It really, um, I found so much history and so many new people in my research that it gave me a whole new wholeness of who my grandmother and grandfather were and what their lives were about and what history was like at the time. You know, I mean, it was uh, a time of uh, the roaring 
20s, right? And I, I talk about I talk about the movies, the different kinds of music. I talk about the the fashion of the time uh, in great detail of what that was like at the time. And then I delved into what caused the Great Depression and, and who was affected and how did it affect the world. Uh, so I've learned so much from all of these things in my book and um, all the places. And then, then she travels. She has two really great losses uh, in her early life. And she really struggles with God and, you know, how can he be so unjust or cruel? Um, and then finds that within herself there is a purpose that, that she has, that he has for her. And um, uh, so uh, she then needs to heal. Uh, there's a lot of pain. And uh, so she travels to all these cool places like Salzburg, where her father is involved in a part of uh, a concert, and she travels to Karl Vivari, my hometown, with uh, Elishka, and uh, she travels um, to Prague um, to find also um, her identity with with people that she knows in Prague and 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 her love for history. She she's able to find it through a mutual uh, friend who she kind of calls an uncle, uh, who was Dvorak's um, pupil. And uh, so she finds a lot of healing in people who have lost, who have lost their spouses or have lost their love of their life. And she can, she rebuilds her life into a joyful way uh, to find love again. Sounds fearless. And she sounds like the, she, there was a lot of restrictions on women at that time. I know here in the United States, and I'm sure in Czechoslovakia and in Europe. And it, it's as if she just had a force inside of her that kept her moving, no matter what happened. Yeah, she she did. Her, all all of all of the sisters were brought up to be educated, and they they all ended. They finished gymnasium, which is kind of equivalent to college but you're right she was different from her sisters in that she was fearless and the things that she survived and and still could find this this thing that she called ropey um my whole my children all know about ropey it's this exuberance and this crazy silliness almost like i'm going to rebel against the world and just be silly and be joyful and no matter what happens in the world i'm going to find this crazy joy and silliness within me i don't want to give it up and um, um you know she would sing these um those songs with us like we and um uh, yeah she brought a lot of like spirit you're right she was fearless and she is she's just a true survivor and she told it well <laughs> yeah she had a she had a, a great memory and for detail it sounds as if that you you make it sound as if she remembered a lot of the details because you were able to follow the the trail and find the, the, the it's kind of like you filled in the rest of the story right right yeah yeah i, I didn't uh, 
really set out to that. But again, that's just the kids who just like, and, and different people in my life are like, come on, tell the story. We want to know more. We want to hear what happens. You know, we want to know how she survived, uh, you know, the time of Hitler and, and how did, you know, that transfer to her daughter and how did it transfer to you? And so I realized um, early on that it had to begin with her. Uh, the story had to begin with her. And yeah, the subsequent stories, uh, it is the goal not to be 12 years apart. <laughs> uh, I uh, do plan on being a full-time writer um and uh, just to tell the you know the story of the the, the three daughters uh, born in bohemia uh with this with this great spirit of um a fight you know fight against evil a fight for justice and a fight for happiness and a fight for the right for women to document history uh in their uh view in how they experienced it because that's also part of the book is like you know the the bible and the history books are documented by men and there are so many holes that are not filled in for women and i want to fill those holes you know there's a lot there's a lot of um women trying to fill those holes i feel I know. I'm really happy for that. I mean, I, I see a lot more of that now. Um, I don't know whether I'm just taking notice of it, but um, yeah, I mean, look at the British monarchy and look at all of the women that were behind those crazy kings <laughs> and look at what they were able to do. I mean, when you yeah, start yeah. reading that, you know, I, I like to read historical fiction. And when you start reading about the lives of these women and the influence they had and the things that they were able to accomplish despite being less than it is fascinating and it is it's a it's a source of pride yeah i mean look at catherine the great right wow i was just what another powerhouse right (laughs) i yeah Yeah. so slavka she's right up there yes she is she really is and it it's almost like you were destined to do this yeah yeah You know, I wanted to say that the inspiration for how I write have been Goethe, uh, Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Kafka, but also Jean Owl, recently American writer. I love her work because they all bring you into their world, right? And and you come out with a uh, understanding that you didn't have before, a view of that part of history you didn't have before and also an inner understanding of relationships um and uh, so that is my uh, you know that that's where i draw my writing skill from these authors uh, hopefully being able to draw in my audience in the same way or maybe in a different way but but to give them a new understanding uh, a, a appreciation for what was in the past and what we can accomplish for the future what what we can do to be kinder uh, to be braver to be more appreciative 
You said it took 12 years for this book. That's because you were writing and doing a million other things. I mean, you were teaching and... Just summers. Yeah. It was all summers. Yeah. So, so now... <laughs> yeah, 12, 12 summers. So now I will dedicate my my career to writing. You yeah. must ha have incredible organizational skills and you must have the patience of a saint to do all of that <laughs> research. And thankfully you have the background with your languages and so you were able to understand a lot of things that people would have to translate and um really your background enabled you to do so much more than just the average person trying to trace their history right yeah yeah uh, you know uh, a lot of people uh have said it's like well you've had a really really rough life you've had a tough life and i said no I'm so grateful for the life that I have been given because it has put me in so many places that are of historical relevance. It has made me a person that speaks four languages fluently and understands four, maybe more different cultures and can see the world through different lenses, right? So I feel like I feel so fortunate that God gave me this situation. So why would people yeah. say that you've had a rough have you had a rough life? Uh yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. I mean um my family's escaped under um when I was six years old over the Yugoslav border. Um uh, we uh were held uh in prison uh, under espionage probably maybe a maybe espionage situation uh finally we were released as refugees and spent four years um in germany and then uh, came in 68 to the united states and again you know so we've left uh, family property everything behind for you know four different times and um you know experiencing the prejudices people have when you come as a child that you don't know the culture you don't know the language um growing up that way it's, it's it wasn't an easy thing right it wasn't easy uh, my brother i think suffers from it still but i embraced it i i just feel fortunate to have had that experience That's something most people can't even wrap their head around <laughs> so at the bottom line here obviously i mean is is getting the word out i i would think you would be great a great lecturer at a college or some kind of a course or uh, yes i've been approached uh by my own school i, I teach at a, a very uh lucrative i mean it's a public school but we are magnet school and uh, there have been quite a few authors that have uh, emerged out of uh, high school i've also been approached by uh, people that have uh, book clubs and things like that and you're right i i would be happy to speak with uh with students at universities especially the ones i'm affiliated with um, and you know maybe word will spread so yeah i'd love so, to be a lecturer i i do lecture quite a bit <laughs> in my life <laughs> you are affiliated with universities uh yeah so i graduated from ohio state university um i my master's degree is uh from miami university of oxford i have studied at moscow state university uh and uh also in, at the vienna music institute and Bryn, and Bryn Mawr college so these are all universities that i have 
gained a whole lot of knowledge from, right? A lot of my writing is, is really deeply based in my life's worth of scholarship, um, uh, life's work of uh, research, uh, not just these past 12 years. And they all know that you wrote this book, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know oh, if they—I okay. don't know if they all know that. I—I'm I, not really good at publicizing myself. <laughs> That's okay. All you have to do is send that book to these universities. I'm sure yeah. you have a contact, or you know somebody yeah, yeah. who knows somebody. Get that book out there. It's fascinating. Thank you. It is fascinating. It really is. It would be a great women's history course. I think it was. I, I might even be interested in teaching it. Honestly. <laughs> well, you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd come to that. Mm-hmm. I would come to that. Yeah. Oh, you're giving me all kinds of interesting ideas. <laughs> well, I try. I mean, um, I I think this is fascinating, and um, I think it's really important for your family that you're doing this. This is the kind of stuff your children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, you know, they should know. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I do want to say that I have really maintained all of the all of these stories and all of the traditions i have i have been that storyteller to my children and grandchildren uh, so for me i really want to i want to reach a a global a global audience you know to reach them with these stories because they are so relevant to so many people oh my gosh i could talk to you for an hour yeah. i'm i can't wait to 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 hear what you do with <laughs> this would be book two that that you'll start working on now yes it's it's called uh, slavka and gita it's probably going to be the most uh painful uh of the books because there's so much Oh, tragedy, you know, with with uh, the occupation of the Nazis and uh, again, so much loss and degradation of humanity. And but it's also uh, the most it's just an incredibly powerful book of survival. And how do you combat evil? Uh, so I'm excited to re- finish writing it. So many great books uh, about World War II, about the role that women played in World War II. Um, I just read uh, like three different books on these women who broke the codes. Mm-hmm. They, they broke the mm-hmm. German codes. And just, just reading about what went on in that time, how these people survived, uh, you know, and you just look at your life and go, and we, we have it so tough. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't I, know yeah. what struggle right, exactly. is. We, we don't know. We are really, really <laughs> we, we're fortunate. Uh, I guess, I guess, I guess the the thing that I think is so uh, uh, unique to what I'm trying to accomplish is that it is a story of a generational family throughout the 20th century, and so you will know the same characters. They they do not go away. They just continue throughout this passage till they pass away. I don't write the plot. The plot is written already, right? (laughs) Um, It's just how did it occur and what happened after and uh, what is that is the purpose. Such a pleasure. All right. It was a great pleasure talking with you. I yeah, I, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much.
Our next author, Bella T. Altura, is a scientist who also had an incredible life, who together with her husband made the world a better place for all of us. The name of her book, The Construction of a Scientist, Secrets of a Marriage and Politics. Uh, Thank you for calling. You're welcome, Bella. So this is a story about your husband and your marriage. Yes. And he was an amazing man, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was a very unusual man. The book, The Construction of a Scientist, Secrets of a Marriage and Politics, is a short biography of my husband of 60 years, Dr. Burton M. Altura. It describes the background, education, and development of a scientist, the kind of life it entails, and some work that he produced. It also touches on the fact that I, his wife, who loved the country with all her heart, having come to the U.S. legally after 10 years of waiting, did not remember the resilience and common sense of true Americans, and so wanted to leave the country because the Democrats had won the election. It entails a life that he was uh, had, had to uh, have, and his background, education, and development to be a scientist. And it, as I said, it also touches on the fact that politics got involved in it. Okay, so where are you guys from? Where are you and your husband from? Uh, My husband is a United States citizen, born here. I am from Germany and went through the Holocaust. Okay, and you you came here. Yes. And you met met your husband. At work. Where were you working? I was working at Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York which is a cancer in a cancer institute. And what were you guys doing? We were working in the clinical laboratory and I was working there for 6 years and I was working there before he started too. And you guys got along. He loved to talk and as a matter of fact he used to work so fast that he always finished his work before everybody else. And then he would sit on our secretary's desk and talk to her and and talk to her about anything that he liked to talk about. He he held three jobs at the same time, got a PhD in three years, published six full-length papers, what was his focus? What did he study? He studied physiology, pharmacology, okay. and medicine. He, he got a professorship of all three. And then what were you doing? You guys wound up working together, right? Yes. He got a lab eventually, and then he asked me to work for him when I got my PhD. What did you get your PhD in? physiology and so together you worked yes for how many years 
I would say 40 years. What would, would you say was your greatest accomplishment in that 40 years? Well, uh, there were two things. We, uh, we studied the effect of magnesium on the cardiovascular system, both the heart and the blood vessels. And this became uh, a new thing, and we are sort of called them mother and father of magnesium. Uh, but Bert also uh, studied uh, the effect of drugs on the immune system. And he was doing a wonderful job on this, which was a very important uh, thing to do for health. Because if you can increase your immune system, you could uh, prevent people from getting very sick uh, or even dying. Uh, so that was his main focus at the end of his life. And he was hoping to do this until the very end. He was working until the very end. How, how old was he? 85. He was still working. And he was still working. Yes. We had a lab and we had two uh, postdocs, the postdoctoral fellows working there. Uh, and he was writing the papers and he had a photographic memory, I have to say that. So anything that was done, he could remember for years and years before. So he could write material that we didn't write up quite after we finished it years later. That's amazing. Yes, it was amazing. And at first I didn't believe it. I, I thought he was faking things. <laughs> I really did. Uh, because he got finished so quickly, you know, at that uh, uh, first job we had. Uh, and finished before anybody else ever finished. So I thought he was faking it all. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your lab? We went to Downstate Medical Center in Brooklyn. That's where he got his, his lab. Bert could have gotten a job anywhere he wanted. He was approached from schools all over the United States. Unfortunately, I didn't want to leave uh, New York City. So uh, he did what I wanted. He always did what I wanted. So what happened? Well, he got this job in Downstate Medical Center, and we worked there for about 40 years also. And then when I retired from teaching and working, uh, we went to Florida. And Bert used to go every week back and forth to see what's going on in the lab. But he wrote his papers in Florida, where we were. And unfortunately, at the end, when the election became that the Democrats won, I asked him to please renew my passport because I didn't want to live here under 
the Democrats. Do you mean the Biden administration? Yes. I love this country with all my heart and soul. It gave me everything I would want, all my dreams. I came from nothing. My parents had zero money. I had zero money. As soon as I came to this country, my mother died. So I had such a hard time. But I was able to become somebody out of nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, this country gave me a chance to work during the day and go to school at night. Where can you do this in this world? No place. No place you could do that. So I was able to earn my money and, and get my studies done, which I de desperately wanted. So I love this country. And I, I realized that things under the Democratic administration would go downhill, which it has. It has gone so much downhill that I can't even believe it's the same country anymore. First of all, the open border, bringing in terrible people and bringing in fentanyl and bringing in crime. The fentanyl is killing teenagers and little older people by the thousands, by the thousands. This country has become anti-Semitic, which it never was. On Saturday, we got a, uh, from the temple, we, we, we got a warning. Be careful today because the neo-Nazis are going to, said that it was going to be a day of hate. So we all were scared for the whole day. But thank God nothing happened. And you think if there was a Republican in the White House, this would not be happening? Mr. Trump did the best for us, for all of us. He did the best for Israel. He did the best for the Middle East. He did so much good. He did the best for every one of us. I mean, we were energy independent. He did so much good for this country. But the other side, they were jealous and they couldn't stand the fact that he found things that were not good being done on the other side, on the Democratic side. So you were prepared to leave the country. Was your husband going to go with you? Yeah, that was another thing. That's why I put in Secrets of a Marriage. My husband really didn't want to leave, but, 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 but I couldn't stand the idea of staying here. I was only going to go for the four years, whatever it was. So he did this for me and wrote this letter. My passport had run out. So to renew my passport, he wrote this letter in a chair that had four wheels under it. And a piece of paper fell, so he bent down to pick up the piece of paper, and the wheels of the chair 
went backwards and he fell. And that's what finished his life off because he had the broken rib, the broken hip. And, and when he went in the hospital to have that fixed, he got the COVID from the next door neighbor who was in the room with him because he coughed all night and all day. At that time, it wasn't so, you know, we didn't know as much about COVID. So he came home and he gave the COVID to me. So I fell and broke my hip too. It's in the book. Anyway, he got sicker and sicker and I couldn't even be with him because they put, put us in two different hospitals. So we didn't. I couldn't even hold his hand. It was terrible. Yeah. It's uh, it's in the book. And it's all because I made him write that letter to renew my passport. I'm so sorry. Well, thank you. Uh, that's why I wrote the book. I couldn't do anything else. I didn't want to live anymore, but that was the only thing that made me continue to want to live. Uh, so that I would finish it. Well, it's wonderful that you're sharing his story and your story. You're two extremely brilliant people who left this world a much better place. And it's great that people should people should know your story. Yes, thank you. Do you have children? I have one daughter and two grandchildren. And your grandchildren should know your story and their children. Yes. So I hope you feel I hope you feel good about what you have been able to do. Unfortunately, I didn't do as good a job as I should have because I got ill. And so I washed it because I wanted to do it, finish it before I would die. So the whole thing got sort of washed and not done as as properly as I should have. I'm sure it's a wonderful story. <laughs> and now, you know, you're here to talk about yes. it. And that's important, yes, too. I guess I survived what I didn't think I would survive. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss their trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm Alice Stockton-Rossini. We hope to see you back here every Saturday night at 8 o'clock or listen to our podcast anytime. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, just to name a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first. 